0: And welcome to Hello Fellow Kids. <laughs> <laughs> we're
1: we're Mara and Josh, the coolest kids at Degrassi Junior High School.
0: And and uh, we're gonna be we're gonna be reading some books and uh, talking about some books and sometimes those are the, the same thing and sometimes they're not.
1: Yeah, what he said. Yeah. So our book today is Mrs. Frisbee and the Rats of Nim by Robert C. O'Brien. And uh, it's Nim, N-I-M-H, and not <laughs> N-I-H-M, <laughs> as I wrote at the head of my notes, which Josh got, like, a split-second view of and immediately pounced on. What? He's like, National Institute Health Mental?
0: No, it was Hentel Mouth. Mental Mouth. It was, dumber.
1: Okay. It,
0: was okay. it was even less interesting.
1: <laughs> anyway, so, I'm dumb. All I... Anyway, I'm smarter now because I read a Newberry Medal winning book.
0: You can tell it's a Newbery <laughs> Medal winning book because it has animals in it. Yeah. They all have animals. This one doesn't have horses, though.
1: No, not a single horse. And they're on a freaking farm.
0: Yeah. How come there are no... Like, they don't even really mention farm animals. No. Like I guess because they're mice.
1: They want to stay... Aw- there's reference to chickens. Yeah. But I think they want to stay... They would get trampled. That's why you stay away from, like, the really big animals who, like, spook easily. Or maybe the farmer. This place placed in nineteen seventy one, so maybe it's so mechanized they don't really have horses.
0: Maybe he's like a hipster vegetarian farmer, like he's getting ahead of the game.
1: I didn't really get that from Mister Fitzgibbon. That's a great name, by the way.
0: <laughs> My book says that it belonged to Amelia Martinez, and she put stamps in it.
1: Mine uh, belonged to the Morrison family. It was part of the Machias School family read aloud in January twenty twelve. So it's
0: so like. This was the cover that I had. So my cover has like Mrs. Frisbee riding on a crow with like the rats pulling out an electrical cord from like the barn. Yeah. And this was the cover that I was used to. And I liked it until I reread it and realized that she doesn't wear clothes. She doesn't put a (laughs) harness on the crow. I don't think the rats actually walk on two legs. Two so...
1: legs bad. Four legs bad.
0: <laughs> so, like, everything is inaccurate on here. I don't think they actually read it. I think they were just like, okay, here's what you gotta do. You gotta make a cover for a book. There's, like, a mouse and some smart rats.
1: Make it exciting. <laughs> Jazz it up. So that's why she has, like, a freaking, like, uh, what is that called? It She, ha- she has him like, all trussed up like a horse. Yeah, with, like, the bit and, and stuff. And she and Jeremy were, like... I wouldn't say friends, but <laughs> I don't think they were in the kind of relationship where she's like, I'm dominating you.
0: <laughs> Yours just has, she has like a little shawl. It's very, it's shawl. very understated. She's
1: got the packet of the powder for dragon, which we will get to later. Um, She did say she had a shawl, though illustrations do show her wearing a shawl. So this isn't BS.
0: And you have the shiny Newberry metal.
1: I have the shiny one that when you flick the light, I could probably like blind you.
0: And mine is like a really bad scan of it that's then outlined in a black circle, but know, it's like it, misaligned with it. So, like, the gold is like cutting like your, into the.
1: Your Newberry metal was pirated. <laughs> <laughs> like, this totally won it. Look it up. Don't believe it. They me. actually
0: spelled Newberry <laughs> with like, like three R's to avoid the infringement.
1: <laughs> or IE or something. <laughs> Should we get Jim the... Noobs?
0: Who's Jim Noobs?
1: Jim Noobs.
0: When was the copyright on yours? Um, Like what printing is that? Let me see. Mine's eighty six. No, mine was. I'm sorry. Cover illustration nineteen ninety nine. So the book had been out for like almost thirty years when he decided to completely mess up the cover. Okay. Thanks, Steve. Steve. Oh no, sorry. That was the designer. Thanks, Ed.
1: Chapter one: The sickness of Timothy Frisbee. We start off kind of boring, honestly. (laughs) But we have to set it up. It is. It's very. It's very just. Um, picturing a kid starting to read this and just why did my mom make me read this it's one anyway, of the more
0: straightforward. Services. Well,
1: it's explaining everything. So, like, uh, Mrs. Frisbee, she's a mouse. She's got a family. It's February, so they're living in their winter house. Field mice typically live in a field during, like, the warm weather. But during the winter and stuff, they have to nestle down someplace. During the winter, they live in the, the vegetable garden. I guess it was a cinder block that's kind of under the ground a little bit. I mean, that was my understanding. Yeah, so
0: it's, like, one of those ones that has, like, the two big hollow portions of yeah. the block and they they use that as like the two rooms and yeah. then they have dug out around the side of it to make like a little hallway between yeah. them
1: and i think they have they dug out some portion that's supposed to be like their pantry or something yeah. where she keeps stuff um in one room is where they all sleep gross and then the other is like their um family room where they don't watch tv Okay. Anyway, that's so the one- they
0: <laughs> the act- they actively engage in not watching TV. Like that's their <laughs> one family event. It's just not watching TV. Boy, well,
1: like, it's gonna be really fun when we get a TV in here. Uh, Miss Frisbee, she goes to make breakfast, and it's the same old stuff that they've been eating forever. And she kind of wants to get their kids something a little bit better than that. So she's searching around outside, and she finds a stump. I don't know why all this was in a stump. This is amazing. But there's like peanuts, corn, mushrooms, and she's all like sweet. Carries them back to their kids. And that's when we're introduced to all the children. There's Martin, who's like the biggest and he's strongest and he's handsome like his father. And Teresa's the oldest. That's the only character attribute (laughs) she has.
0: That basically makes her like mom junior, right? Like the oldest daughter is always just going to be mom junior. She's always left in
1: charge. And then Cynthia, this is so mean. She's the youngest lightheaded And over-fond of dancing. And I thought that they would, like... That would come back at some point so we could see Cynthia <laughs> no, was just dance.
0: Like, she's just dumb, it was just a, basically... I know.
1: And knowing who her dad is, how is she... How is she dumb? So she comes up with this awesome breakfast and they're all, Oh, man, corn! Because I think corn was their particular favorite. And she's like... Where's Timothy, who's the youngest boy, smartest, and clearly the favorite, (laughs) just in the description. Like, this kid is totally the favorite of Mrs. Frisbee. I almost said Grisbee. (laughs) So it's like, no, Timothy's sick, and he must really be sick because he didn't want the breakfast. They send Martin back. She's like, tell him to really get up because he's also described as a hypochondriac because there's always that kid in the family like, I can't go to school today. My stomach's sore. Well, so I just think Timothy's a little bit like that. Mrs. Mrs. Frisbee's like, oh, okay, he's really he's really sick. I better go check on him. Why am I talking? Old- <laughs> well, because you, we talk you, ha- you
0: actually wrote out a synopsis. I was okay. just going to say, um, so you mentioned, like, he's obviously the favorite. I think basically what happened is Robert C. O'Brien was just like, okay, so there's going to be, like, a mom mouse, and then she has to get, like, she has to get medicine for her kid mouse. And then he was like, oh, crap. They don't just have one kid. They have, like, a bunch of them at once. Yeah. So I can't kill him off because that'd be way too tragic for this right. story. So he had to just fill in the rest of the litter. Because none of the rest of them do anything.
1: No. Well, I think Martin had some possibilities. I felt like at the end of it, he was, like, getting ready to be like, there's going to be sequels! And then that didn't happen. His kid did it for him. Um. So Mrs. Frisbee checks on Timothy. And he's not doing too good. He's, like, dizzy, <laughs> short of breath, and whatever he, he's like feeling really cold and she tucks him in tells him to rest and she gets more food with the kids because she left like a bunch of the food behind when she found it and it was just like I'll just bring the kids back so that's two fewer kids to bring food back because <laughs> Minnie mom has to stay with Timothy <laughs> and they come back and he's worse and he's like delirious mother are you there mother <laughs> I don't know. So they're like, oh crap, he's gotten worse, so time to go to Mr. Age's. Chapter two, okay, Mr. Ages Hold on,
0: hold on. I have notes. <laughs> I have notes. Alright.
1: Well uh, then jump in, man.
0: I'm so, well, I tried to, and then you you gave me like this big wide-eyed look, like I'm in a synopsis. A synopsis. <laughs> I don't know what I just... <laughs> this is
1: synopsis time, Josh.
0: Okay. So first of all, she sees the food in the stump. Right. And she's like oh man, that's awesome. And then she's like, oh, somebody probably left it there. And then she was like, wait, there were hunters there around. Were
1: not that long ago. Yeah,
0: but she makes <laughs> she jumps from there's food to this food must have been stashed by an animal who was then definitely killed by the hunters yeah. and for sure not coming back. Therefore, I can justify taking it. Right. Yeah. Like she makes quite a big leap of logic there. The other thing, and this is going to become a lot more important when we get later on, mm-hmm. is that this is the first mention of time span so it says her husband had died the preceding summer yeah so it's been if it's February it's been like six months or so since he died but I looked it up and field mice only really live like two or three years and I know we're gonna get into the whole like mm-hmm. genetic stuff but yeah. she is just a regular field mouse she's real field mouse. so she's what's the time frame for her life if that that should be like a quarter of her life would be like since like it's sometimes it's we're talking really specific about like this kind of animal culture and then other times we're talking just kind of as like shorthand in a way that's like so humans can understand and mm-hmm. it's like it, there there are weird spots where it kind of overlaps in ways that i don't quite agree with but mr mr ages mr., mr ages mr ages
1: he lives in a brick wall of a basement in a burned out farmhouse <laughs> i don't get why don't they don't just live near him like, why live in a garden and, like, make things harder for yourself when you could be near the guy who's like, oh, if anything happens to, like, Timothy, who gets sick at the drop of a hat, let's be near the doctor.
0: I don't know. Maybe that was the, maybe that was the, uh, you know, the the only brick in the wall. Because
1: it, jeez. Oh,
0: <laughs> no, it would be another brick in the wall if I was making a dumb reference. Okay, I thought that's what you <laughs> no, meant. Right. No, no, no.
1: <laughs> but I'm just saying it takes her two hours to get there. Cause she has to take safe paths and right. watch for predators. That's a really long time. I mean, it's worth it. Cause that's for medicine. It's not like she's going out there over there to be just like, Hey, Mr. Ages, what's up? And he's like, I'm busy.
0: <laughs> Why did you call ahead and make an appointment? <laughs> I'm busy. Being...
1: <laughs> I, I am booked for the rest of the winter. Do you realize moving days coming up? Oh, they're talking about moving day. No, yeah, that's that's another issue that uh, comes up is that the kids yeah, are Yeah, I mean, that's kind of important. We that's should... really important. We need to talk about moving day. But I mentioned it a little bit at uh, at the beginning. Was um, the field mice typically live in the field? Go figure. During the summer months, so when the weather starts warming up, they have to move out of the garden because the farmer is gonna start fur, you know like plowing the garden, and their house is going to be destroyed and they can't be there anymore. So they're like, "Wow, Timothy is really sick and he better get better soon cuz what if he, you know, what if he stays sick? What's going to happen with moving day?"
0: Yeah, so yeah. it's basically setting up that the the yep. the story is in crunch time for whatever is the problem to get resolved before then, otherwise Timothy going to die. Yeah. There's an illustration of when Frisbee goes to visit yeah, Mr. Got, Ages. Yeah, I got Mr. Ages. And Mr. Ages is supposed to just be like an old white mouse. But he looks like a toad that has just been kind of fuzzed up a little bit.
1: Uh, He's really Frisbee. creepy.
0: He looks like he would be <laughs> slick. I don't like it.
1: Yeah. Mr. Ages is not a creepy person. Mass. Yeah. <laughs> but where am I at here? Um, well, she's on the way or whatever. She remembers uh, when Mr. Frisbee had to see Mr. Ages about Timothy because I don't know, the kids were out picking berries or something and Timothy got bit by a spider Mm -hmm. so he, Mr. Ages got like, they had like an antidote for him and Timothy took it and he got better but he's always been kind of weak since and he's the most likely to keep Getting sick amongst their kids Okay so she gets Mr. Ages He's not there so she waits around for half an hour So that's two and a half hours She's out <laughs> waiting for this guy to show up well, He's allowed to leave his house But still it's
0: like <laughs> He should at least flip his, his sign to... though Like back in 15 <laughs>
1: <laughs> Well, He doesn't know how long he's going to be gone Because he's a mouse too and has to take careful routes
0: Okay that's actually that, this is Something I also want to talk about How How does a mouse tell time I don't know about the sun. But like how did they... I okay, yeah, I can I can understand the difference between like day and night and like multiple days passing. Well, not but like, how do you know like like how would you know it's like 2 hours or something? Like do, do they understand the concept of like 60 minutes? I could totally
1: see Mr. Ages having like a watch, like like a watch head from somebody's yeah. watch and like having it up in his, like
0: little So he's asking about like Timothy's symptoms and stuff and this is yeah. I I started to get snarky and I tried to I tried to pull back the snark because he asks her. He's like He's like, his pulse? And then he's like, his tongue? And he's like, so coated that it looks purple. And then he's like, how does he breathe? And I just wrote, with his lungs, you (laughs) effing moron. I think
1: I I wrote, he hears about Timothy's symptoms and diagnoses pneumonia. But I, I, I thought that was kind of like a big thing with doctors. Like, I can't diagnose someone unless I'm looking at them. Yeah. Yeah. But she couldn't drag Timothy's sick ass across the... Anyway, so he gives her medicine... And recommends Timothy stay in bed. No kidding. And out of the cold for three weeks. Um, mo- pneumonia is not anything to, like, screw around with. My mom had pneumonia. Yes. I, had, I wrote that in my notes. No, no, like, no, no, My no, no, mom no. had it. Uh, we didn't see her for close to a month, but she was in yeah. bed that entire time. Yeah, like... And this is a grown-up. This is a grown adult person. So I imagine a tiny mouse... Well, no, it's, don't do it's, anything.
0: It's little pneumonia. It's it's really small pneumonia. It scales with the creature. Um, no, I'm just laughing at the fact that like like I understand it's a serious thing, but the way you wrote it in your notes is just like synopsis, synopsis. My mom had pneumonia.
1: I know. just I like knew I'd my read mom has it. shoes. My mom has shoes. Well, my notes get stupider. Just quit looking at them. <laughs> All right, next chapter: the crow and the cat, which. Something actually kind of happens. It's not just people standing
0: around talking. Hey, I like it when Mike stand around and talk.
1: <coughs> like, more talking! Yeah!
0: <laughs> if they were also eating, this would just be Redwall.
1: <laughs> oh my god. Aren't there also sword fights? I've never we'll get it. to this.
0: I have a thing about Redwall okay. I want to touch on later. Okay, Vader. cool.
1: All right, so Mrs. F, she's deciding on a route home because it's like, oh god, it's going to take two hours to get home. I already wasted two and a half hours. Or however long she talked to him. Didn't seem that long. Probably like 10 minutes. So, um, she's already pretty high stressed. And it's getting dark soon. And she's thinking about the cat dragon. Uh, and how it screams before bouncing on a kill. It sounds horrific. I love cats, but that sounds so horrific. <laughs> Plus, we know um, I think, I don't know if it's mentioned here, but Jonathan Frisbee, her husband, was killed by this cat. So she's got another level of fear there. And it already took a member of her family, so this cat <laughs> has tasted blood and wants more.
0: And the cat, called Dragon. <laughs> oh,
1: <laughs> these are really rude notes. <laughs> she thinks about Timothy and how he's nice to her dumb kid and can make up <laughs> stories. And boy, Timothy's her favorite. <laughs> 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 so she's, you know, creeping along and she's near the barn and she hears a sound from the fence and it's some... St- <laughs> Again, I'm rude. Some stupid crow is tangled in silver string. I don't hate on Jeremy. And is attached to the fence. And I wrote in big capital letters, don't litter. (laughs) (laughs) Because this idiot will get tangled up. (laughs) So he's struggling. And Mrs. Frisbee makes him stop. And she's like, how did you do this? Why did you pick up the string? And he says, it's It's shiny. shiny.
0: (laughs) That is all the logic he needs.
1: And where did I... Yeah, it is. Like, why did you pick up the string? Because it was shiny. You knew better. (laughs) She turned into a mom in that moment. He goes, I had been told. And she literally thinks, bird brain. (laughs) But uh, she has him play Lookout. Well, she chews the string to get him loose. And uh, while she's doing this, he spots Dragon. Mrs.
0: Frisbee gets him loose just in time. and um... So while she's having him be Lookout, he says... I don't see him, but I can't see behind the bushes. Oh, if I could just fly higher. And then it's, don't, said Mrs. Frisbee. She looked at the sun, and I was like, is this a reference to Icarus? And then I was really hoping that I could make any sort of other parallel through the rest of the story to anything remotely resembling, like, ancient literature, and then I couldn't. That was the, that was the <laughs> furthest I got, was well, that it was I'm, a crow that can't fly I'm too impressed. High. I'm impressed.
1: I'm impressed. She doesn't have time to run away, and Jeremy's just like, just hop on my back. And she's like, I don't, uh, okay, there's no other option here. So she jumps on his back, and uh, they fly away, just as the cat pounces, screaming. And I'm just, just like,
0: ah! Yeah, can he stop pouncing and screaming?
1: I know. Well, I'm sure the screaming's just like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> so um, Jeremy drops her home and says and says that his name is Jeremy. We don't know that. He's just the crow up to this point. And uh, if she ever needs anything to ask any crow for him, so that's important. I go, and she heads off into her home.
0: And says, uh, <laughs> that's not quite even, yours wouldn't have, your life wouldn't have been risked if it had not been for me, uh, me and my piece of string. And then she says, we all help one another against the cat. Against the cat. They, and, s-
1: they say that a couple and times. And then I
0: wrote, the Rides of the proletariat.
1: <laughs> Timothy takes the medicine and, um, he improves like Mr. Ages said he would, because I think it said it'd take three days for him to get, like, completely, completely, oh, Sorry, I messed that up sorry so, <laughs> he, he's like he's not hallucinating anymore and he's able to breathe and stuff but he's still he's not out of the woods yet he has to still stay in bed and he can't leave his bed for like well
0: actually he's not into the woods yet because uh, they're trying to head because yeah, they're moving 14
1: so, <laughs> so um so he's yeah, so he's supposed to stay in bed for three weeks, Mr. Ages has said. It's March now, and uh, she notices that how warm it is outside, and she starts worrying about moving day even more. This is totally my mom. My mom worries about everything. I just felt really bad for <laughs> Mister. Yeah, is, is, this,
0: is this book oddly paralleling your own life right now?
1: Yeah, I'll get into it later. Okay. But, uh, it says that Mr. Fitzgibbon plows his garden at the end of every frost, so all the film mice have to move back out to the field, which we worried about. And she worries about moving day coming too soon and being unable to move Timothy. I think they should at least try because leaving him in the house to be smashed up by the plow is like pretty grim. Where are we at? Oh, she. Com- I thought this was such a... D- uh, she comes across a lady shrew. <laughs> and it, it says, um, Mrs. Frisbee met her often and, and had grown to like her. Those shrews are generally unpopular, having a reputation for short tempers and extremely large appetites. <laughs> yep. Give me your sandwich. <laughs> it says something about the, the shrew snarks about the farmer, but I'm trying to find where that is. Oh, here it is, where she's like, "I wish someone would drive a tractor through his house and see how yeah. he <laughs> likes it." And I'm just like, "I am the shrew." <laughs> oh, I had a story about a shrew. <laughs> so I just, wrote, I just wrote like tell Was story about the shrew. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we were at my aunt's house, and uh, she lived like out uh, in the country. And her cat, Bob, had found a shrew and was like, you know, doing the cat thing of like, I'm not going to eat this, but I'm going to mess with it. And my cousin, Wendy, who was like small for her age, but still bigger, way bigger than a shrew, like comes over and like chases the cat away and stops it. And she's like looking at the shrew and the shrew barks, chatters at her and rushes right at her. And my little cousin's like, "Ah!"
0: like I could have handled this myself.
1: Yeah. I got this. What are you saying? I'm weak. So shoes are tough. Anyway the um, at the end of this chapter the sh- yeah the shrew snarks about the farmer moves on. Just then the tractor's motor starts up. so that gives Mrs. Frisbee a bit of a little heart attack because she goes to investigate the sound and she sees that they've uh, pulled the tractor and the plow out but they're just kind of like testing it and seeing how it's running after being like in storage for a while. And there's apparently some part that's about to like shear I don't know what that meant. I don't know anything about farm materials, I'm sorry.
0: Oh, okay, so shearing is it's just when the basically just when like a, a the metal a metal part of it just like breaks. So like okay. there's a there's a part that, that's really worn through and is about to break. Okay.
1: Off. And it's gonna take five days to order a new one. They're they're staring around discussing this and she eavesdrops and hears all about it. And and she's freaking out, like, okay, in five days they're gonna have this, but meanwhile Timothy still needs three weeks to get better. And um, she sees dragon and then runs off in a panic, but the cat never moves, even though it clearly seen her and she's like, What? And we find out more this, about the, that later. This is a
0: this is a thing too. So far all we've done is tell you about the things that are going to happen eventually. Yeah. So if you want to skip the first like hour right. and then <laughs> to where anything happens.
1: Well related related nearby a line of rats march a uh, thin black wire into their nest, into the bush it's- and also WTF i marked the oh right we were also introduced to um mr fitzgibbon's sons he has an older boy uh paul who's like 15 and um well paul's like the good one he's like hardworking and yeah. quiet and he seems like really thoughtful and stuff and then the billy who's 12 and noisier <laughs> and it says mrs frisbee did not much care for billy <laughs> Which also comes into play later. That's why I thought, like, the reference to, like, you know, Cynthia dancing. She's overly fond of dancing. I thought that would, like, have a payoff for that, and we didn't. So I'm still going to be super disappointed about that.
0: So then we have a favor from Jeremy. Right. And that's that's one of my favorite chapters, just the banter in it.
1: So I wrote it. I was getting tired of this. I wrote, Mrs. F decides to quit screwing around and starts gathering food for her kids. Cause she's just kind of just been talking to the neighbor and then eavesdropping on the farmer. It's like
0: it's like when you start like if you start like a um, a task. No, when, like okay. if you're playing like a, like an old school RPG, like a, like an old okay. video game, and the first thing you do These is are you side just quests. go. The first thing you do is go to every house in your starting town and you just <laughs> check up on your neighbors and see what's going on before you head out to your adventure. She needs
1: to do main quest. She keeps side questing. <laughs> um, then, but then she notices tin foil on the ground, and just as she, she, she notices it, she comes sweeping <laughs> in with Jeremy.
0: <laughs> oh, no. They
1: talk about how um, he's gathering shiny things. It's just a piece of foil, it's not very big. And he's like, True, but it's shiny, especially when the sun strikes it just so. She's like, Why are you so interested in shiny things? Well, really, I'm not, at least not very. But I have a friend who likes them, so when I see, when I pick it up, I see, and eh, with the friend beat female, <laughs> like, she just has his yeah. number. Like, exactly. Did you see the note? No. Okay, like, they're, all their banter and stuff. I was like, Mara is Mrs. Risby, Josh is Jeremy. Oh! <laughs> oh!
0: <laughs> just because I'm dumb and, like, shiny things.
1: The shiny things totally remind me of you. Like, your locker at school is just full of
0: all this stuff. Just, I have, like, all my shiny Yu-Gi-Oh cards and stuff just... <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: anyway she starts telling him about the trouble with timothy and the he, trouble with the Timothy. the trouble with timothy you know like her like conundrum and he's and he's like oh well you know when all those birds are confused we go ask the advice of the owl and he offers to take her at dusk that's kind of it for that chapter well no
0: specifically he said <laughs> at five o'clock which again do crows own watches that's that was my note for this oh, chapter okay 'Cause I I believe the doctor would have a watch. Maybe they well, have like, like an I mean, I walk. guess if you found a shiny enough watch.
1: Yeah, he found a shiny watch. I totally think so. I I think I think that's probably what happened. Okay. <laughs> or it's shorthand for us, like you said. So the next chapter is The, the owl. owl. Jeremy shows up for their date. She's not ready yet. She's still <laughs> she really likes <laughs> yeah, She it. still it's has busy. to fix her hair and And like the kids are like what are you doing? Particularly, I think Martin was pretty stoked About the idea of flying He's like, how high can you fly? You know, like asking them all these questions And he's like, oh, I don't know, a couple of miles And they keep asking questions And <laughs> Mrs. Frizzy's just like, okay, no more questions Because she's just starting to get nervous <laughs> yeah, I didn't really write very much for this no, chapter No, this one's basically
0: This is just kind of like the transitionary chapter To get to the owl for the yeah. most
1: part So they're just flying in the air And it's um, amazing And the river is a snake
0: yeah, and so that. then they they get to, that was that was kind of my thing was that like, she hasn't she doesn't really know what a river looks like, but she knows what like soldiers would look like. I She think... also makes reference to a sidewalk, and she I, lives. I still on a think farm. he
1: told her stories and stuff. And he just
0: never bothered to tell her about a river. I don't
1: know. He probably didn't think she'd care.
0: <laughs> he would give her an option, like like we can talk about rivers today, or we can talk about sidewalks today.
1: What's a sidewalk? All right. <laughs> I I recognize side and walk as words, but what do you mean when you put them together? That's so strange. She just
0: kind of does a weird, like, crab walk thing. Is this sidewalk?
1: Yeah. Tell me. Okay, so, uh, I marked this description of the, um, owl tree, because I, I, because I never really thought of, like, the hollow inside of a... A tree before because i always just pictured it like smooth for some reason right and it's described as like all rough it's all and yeah like standing on like a thing that's like jutting up out of the and i was just like oh that totally makes sense
0: right it doesn't have like a little rug and stuff like right like, like winnie the pooh style sort yeah of...
1: like a picasso on the wall yeah. i don't
0: know <laughs> <laughs> would the owl like picasso or do you...
1: yeah because like the owl goes like this with its head <laughs> i went i turned my head sideways I realized that was a really dumb For the move, visual for portion of
0: the podcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and the owl's just like, y- you have to come in here because I can't see you. I don't talk to people I can't see. You. And yeah. I was like, he's going to eat her. <laughs> and she's thinking, the rest of
0: the pages are blank. And
1: she's thinking he's going to eat me. <laughs> so she's really scared. And Jeremy's like, I'll wait for you out here. And it's like, oh, thanks, Jeremy.
0: And then again, yeah. Sorry w- for the when he's language. When he's inviting her in and stuff, he says we all help one another against, against the, the cats cat. again. again and I, I wrote there's an allegory here cuz i was like this is building to something and then and then i lost that that fish hook too
1: well i guess the rats kind of feel that way too like yeah. we, we help each other and i do actually i have
0: i have some other points when we get to the rats that, are, that yeah. kind of
1: kind that of was, really i felt like the story really started when we got to the rats i was like why couldn't this have been the whole so story so i
0: actually um so we're we're on chapter. I had to. Eight. they're, Yeah, they're not numbered. I had to number them. In my I
1: yeah. I just went ahead and wrote it that way in my notes.
0: Yeah. So I actually I broke this book down into three segments. So the first thirteen chapters I just wrote Mrs. Frisbee's problem, and then Nicodemus's yeah. story is the next like nine chapters right. or so, and that's that's the part that I really enjoy yeah, is talking too. about the.
1: I really liked the whole all the stuff about Nim.
0: I. Like I like Mrs. Fr- like she's a she's a decent like enough too. character, yeah. Mrs. Frisbee. But the Rats of Nim is where the story is. Yeah. And so. Yeah,
1: yeah Mrs. Frisbee thinks more like a frame. It's for the appetizer, the story. and then right.
0: and then the whole. Entree. Okay. Are we right, ready that's to... the main part of a meal. Is the. The entry. The entry. What's the an entry?
1: entry. <laughs> this happened at Denny's. There's like a, a family sat behind us, and they like opened up the menus, and they go, "What's an entry?" it was pretty funny anyway so chapter eight is uh go to the rats in quotation marks so um the owl hears mrs Frisbee's story and, and says go get... to the rats no no no. he gives her pretty dismissive advice first where he's all like oh yeah keep yeah. him wrapped up and eh, whatever you know and and then she then and um so it's not very like good advice like it's kind of like well duh i don't really have any other options here And she's, like, kind of crying because, like, I came all this way. I'm told got to this person, talk to this person, and this is what I get. And then he's like, oh, well, BT Dubs, what's your name? And she's like, Mrs. Frisbee. And he goes, are you related to Jonathan Frisbee? And she's like, yes. (laughs) Like, what the heck? And she's like, yeah, that's my husband. He died last summer. uh, Timothy's father. Uh, How do you know about him? And he's like, that's not important. (laughs) That's when he tells her that she should go to the rats, and specifically tells her to look for Justin, who's a guard, and he'll let her in to see Nicodemus, but, like, the house has to be moved to on the lee, and she's like, what the heck does that mean? And the she lee asks,
0: of the stone. The lee
1: of the stone, and she's like, oh, what? And she has Jeremy, and Jeremy's like, oh, that's, like, the side with no wind, and she's like, that still doesn't clear anything <laughs> up.
0: <laughs> My problem is not wind, it's a tractor.
1: And then, oh, <laughs> where's that part? I really love, okay, here it is. Where he tells her, like, you know, like, I really empathize with your plight, actually. And she's like, well, you have a moving day? And he says, um... Yeah, the
0: heartbreaking part?
1: Yeah, I've lived in this tree, in this same hollow, the owl said, for more years than anyone can remember. But now, when the wind blows hard in winter and rocks the forest, I sit here in the dark, and from deep down in the bowl, down near the roots, I hear a new sound. It's the sound of strands of wood creaking in the cold and snapping one by one. The limbs are falling, the tree is old, and it's dying. Yet I cannot bring myself, after so many years to leave, to find a new home and move into it, perhaps to fight for it. I, too, have grown old. One of these days, one of these years, the tree will fall, and when it does, if I'm still alive, I'll fall with it. And I'm like, this just got heavy, right, really fast. Yeah, that's,
0: it is, yeah. (laughs) Man, I was Uh, just like.
1: Yeah, that was just. uh, That was about
0: uh, where I stopped, like, my first night (laughs) reading this was like, okay. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry,
1: owl. And anyway, Jeremy takes her home <laughs> and they talk about the rats and how they're secretive and they're always stealing metal and machine and machinery
0: in the rose bush. In the
1: rose bush. Oh, uh, OK. Yeah. I start with like Mrs. She comes home and the kids are all sitting up worried. She gets home and she hears the kids are worried, but she still stands there for a bit and eavesdrops on their conversation, which I thought was pretty crappy. But, um, like oh, did they miss me.
0: How much do they miss me?
1: Well, I I was snotty (laughs) about this, where she's, where, um, Cynthia, it says, obviously Cynthia had been worrying, and Teresa was reassuring her, and she's like, she couldn't have got back sooner than this, Cinny. I'm like, Cinny? That's her nickname? Really? So I wrote Cinny seriously in my notes. And then she announces her presence, and they all hug her, even Martin, it's noted. So then she checks on Timothy, and he's awake, and he's been thinking about moving day. Ugh. And he says he's knows he's gonna die, and he tells Mrs. Frisbee that he's fine with it. And then I wrote the band Perry, so I kept thinking, if I die,
0: marry me in satin. Can I read this part? (laughs) Yes. Okay, so she's like, Timothy, you must not worry about it being moving day. Yeah. That'll only make it worse. And he says, I'm not worried at all. I thought I would be, but I'm not. Or maybe I think I should be, but I can't. What I really think about is how nice it is there in the summer beside the brook, and it's true I want to go, but I'm not scared. I was afraid you might be or that you might think I was. And then I wrote death, question mark. And then the very next part, it says he was very likely to die. And I just wrote death. Okay. Yeah.
1: What I never did is done. (laughs) I just kept thinking of that song. (laughs) I
0: I only know two band par. No, no. Three and none of them are that. I'm sorry. If I
1: die young? Yeah. You got to listen to it. It's totally Timothy right there. Okay. It's like a young person who's facing death and they're reassuring like I've had I've had just enough time. I I'm just trying to figure out what I just marked. Oh, I think that is what I marked. His little his little speech like Don't for, don't cry for me, Argentina moment. There's a lot of songs here. I don't even know why that was called in the rosebush. She's like nattering around at home for a while, and then in the last page she's like, and she shows up at the rosebush. Yeah. So then the next chapter is Brutus. So <sighs> Mrs. F tries to talk to the big old rat who's guarding the rosebush. Yeah,
0: of course it's, and it's Brutus. Brutus.
1: And he's such Upon questioning, he's not Justin, name's Brutus, and Mrs. F even tries, do you even know who I am? <laughs> and he runs her off. And then on her way out, she runs into Mr. Ages, who's, like, gimping along, because he, he's like, oh, I'm going to the meeting, but I've broken my leg. So he's, like, running way behind, and he's like, um, I'll bring you in with me. I'll, you could be my plus one. So <laughs> they go up to the entrance. Oh, uh, the owl mentioned, like, and when you go to the rats, like, you have to keep everything you hear in there a secret. And as they're walking up, Mr. Age is like, You have to keep everything in here secret. Anyway, at the entrance, uh, Brutus has been joined by another rat, which that turns out to be Justin. And he knows who Mrs. Frisbee is, and he lectures Brutus. And I wrote in parentheses, Oh, that Jonathan Frisbee. <laughs> 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 so, so, like, Justin's out there because the meeting's been delayed, because Mr. Age is, just, like, w- limping along. And if they knew he'd hurt himself, why didn't they like send like a like a couple rats out there to like get him and like carry him on a litter or something? Like, wouldn't it, would that have been quicker than this poor little mouse like stumbling along himself?
0: Yeah. How did they know he was injured?
1: Cause uh, he was injured when putting powder in dragons. Oh yes, yeah. right. We need to quit doing that. Cause like someone died, someone was maimed, and then we see what happens. Well, no, cause right. we're
0: getting we're getting reduced <laughs> risk. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting down to a science really They'll send Martin Third one's just a cage I mean
1: Anyway so then the mice are let into the nest
0: When Mr. Ages comes around That's how I know Br- Brutus That's a much longer story than yours And I doubt that I'm the one to tell it to you uh, When Mr. Ages comes around to the, the rose bush And he starts talking about how he known them Or whatever being all vague and stuff I wrote Mr. Ages is a rat And then at the end of the chapter I wrote Jonathan Frisbee was a rat And then the next chapter I wrote Everyone is a rat <laughs> <laughs> (laughs) because that's the only solution here
1: (laughs) so next chapter is called in the library so they head into the tunnel going downwards and justin all like yeah this is the dark part uh don't worry it'll get light soon and mrs frisbee's like what are you talking about and then they see bright light ahead and it's like what and justin Almost says the worst line ever. Oh, what do I mean by that? He says, I could tell you, Justin said. And I thought it was like, but then i have to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> but he says, but if you'll wait 15 seconds, you'll see for yourself. <laughs> so that's what I meant by that. That's funny. I okay. could tell
0: you, but then I'd also have to show you anyways.
1: Yeah. So just wait 15 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> so they end up in this well-lit hallway that's got like stained glass windows and they're way too nonchalant for having electricity, Was what I wrote in my notes. <laughs> like, I've had electricity for like, like a few years now.
0: It's pretty cool. It's
1: pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> and they explain how they got the bulbs, but not the source of electricity. And i wrote in the parentheses but the farmer notice this like he's probably he's probably like yelling at his kids like you're leaving the light on at night and i'm not made out of money you know all well, the kids are all, like <laughs> he's a jerk well it's really the rats who just like using electricity <laughs> that's when i was just picturing him like slamming the door open and like yelling at billy while well, billy's like I want you to... <laughs> they even have an elevator they take an elevator because mr ages is having a hard time walking they end up in the meeting room, and there's all this activity that stops at the sight of Mrs. Frisbee. But then they, like, go back at it, like,
0: quickly. When the, the mysterious man on the horse rides into town and walks into the saloon. Yeah. And everybody stops. Stops and
1: looks around. And then the piano player starts up. <laughs> <laughs> but there's still, like, a little bit of tension in the right. room. That's not the case here, though. Everyone kind of, like, okay, whatever. Okay, so then, like, a scarred rat steps forward to greet them. And it's Nicodemus! He, uh, reveals that Mr. Frisbee was a good friend and that they'll hear her story after the meeting and she's hustled off to the library. (laughs) And she's just like, "Oh, okay. And there's books and she can kind of read, but not really. She can recognize like letters a little bit, but she's you know she didn't get the secret serum as yeah. we'll find out later and it so. says
0: it says her husband Jonathan had told her about books uh, he had taught her and the children to read yeah. the children mastered it quickly but she herself could ma- barely manage the simplest words she had thought perhaps it was because she was older i wrote it's cuz they're rats
1: <laughs> oh yeah and uh, there's like a big blackboard that says the plan of the rats of nim and i wrote dun 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 <laughs> okay next chapter is when this dunce is introduced <laughs> I think I think she's the rat equivalent of Cynthia. But anyway, chapter 12's is Isabella, Mrs. F sitting there like puzzling over what what's Nim and then she gets curious about what else the rats have in their lair. And she almost goes to explore, it, but she remembers Nicodemus told her specifically to wait, and she's never to ask for a favor, so she really shouldn't like piss anyone off. So she's like, "Okay, I'll just sit here." So she settles in and that's when like this little girl rat comes in. And I think she's even drawn with like a hair bow. That's she That's so is, yeah. annoying. So, anyway, she comes Otherwise, in. Otherwise, how
0: do you know it's a girl?
1: And she's freaked that Mrs. F is there, and he's all, you're a spy! And Mrs. F is, like, a total mom, and, like, talks her down. And the rat introduces herself as Isabella, and she explains that all the rats came from Nim, but she can't really describe it. And she reveals that the rats have a plan to leave, and not everyone likes it. And there's one rat called Jenner who bailed because he didn't like the plan. And then she, like, says stuff here and there, like, I'm not ready to be married yet. <laughs> whatever, they're like justin's old enough to get married (laughs) just and mrs f just like okay (laughs) and um she's about to ask like isabella some more questions but that's when mr ages justin and nicodemus cruise in with a mystery rat and i gotta i gotta say can i say this and then like the mystery rat is revealed to be arthur (laughs) the suspense killed me (laughs) (laughs) Because it keeps ending, like, on these, like, yeah. goofy cliffhangers that aren't really...
0: Another rat came with them. A stranger.
1: Literally the next sentence. The strange rat Ratches was named Arthur. <laughs> Arthur. Uh,
0: okay, so, I just want to point out that <laughs> they use the term females and mothers interchangeably. Okay. Implying that every female rat is pretty much just there for breeding purposes. And that the men are the one that do all the heavy lifting. Sounds pretty right to me. <laughs> Sounds pretty rat to you.
1: Right. Anyway, so that's uh, chapter 13. That's coming up where we find out who Arthur is. And it's called A Powder for Dragons. (laughs) The
0: suspense on that really is. And
1: then I was getting so sarcastic. I go, the suspense killed me. And I go, uh, Arthur's described as efficient, which WTF. Like, how do you know someone's efficient Just been looking at them? And Nicodemus says he's the chief engineer. If they had titles, which we don't. Again, (laughs) WTF. isabella drops all her papers on the floor and justin helps her and he makes polite conversation so isabella is a huge weirdo and rushes out ah youth (laughs) those are my notes nicodemus examines he really does i think it's described as examined he examines mrs frisbee and then tells her he's mostly blind and then asks for her story which she tells that it feels like she's told this story like a million times i would be so fed up with it if i were her so she talks about moving the house to the lee of the stone and Jeremy's definition of that. And Nicodemus clarifies that lee just means the sheltered side. So they draw up a sketch of the garden and they think they should move Mrs. F's house behind uh, the rock in the garden. So when the farmer goes to plow the garden, he's not going to go over the rock. He's going to. Right. Gonna go and he's going to.
0: All of his plowing is going to be parallel to itself. Yeah. So there's going to be a portion that he's not going to bother hitting around the rock. Because right. that would go against against the grain effectively.
1: Yeah. So that's actually a really good idea so they start working out the logistics of the plan and they realize they can spare the manpower but not the time it would take so in order to have an hour free they have to take care of dragon like make sure the cat's not lurking around to like pounce them (laughs) scream and pounce and usually they drug the cat by putting the powder. Uh, Mr. Ages has a powder, that uh, a sleeping potion or whatever, that they put in, in the food bowl. But um, they'd done this really super recently. That's when we saw Dragon all groggy and stuff and why he didn't chase Mrs. Frisbee that time. But the last time they did that, that's what broke Mr. Ages' leg. Uh, so they try to come up with alternatives to how to get it in there. Like, maybe we could do this or that. And finally, Mrs. Frisbee. I feel like they were almost manipulating her into doing this. And so, Mrs. Frisbee, like, just I'll do it. And um, they warn her that it's going to be dangerous. And in fact, that's how Mr. Frisbee died during the summer. And they're like, gasp.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This effectively ends what I would consider part one because the next huge portion of it is. Because she needs some
1: time to absorb that because she she didn't know that.
0: She just got the cat and just eaten him. While we're on the subject of Dragon. Yeah. Dragon is the only, correct me if I'm wrong, the only creature that doesn't they? speak. Yeah. It's like you have the rats as like the most intelligent. Mm-hmm. The humans are, I mean, they're humans, so naturally they yeah. should be more. Even but they the they're, shrew talks. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. So it's interesting that there's like this... When they're talking about, like, we all help each other against Against the the cat, it feels like he's trying to maybe make some sort of, like, intellectualism versus anti-intellectual by being, like, the intelligent ones work together against the dumb but still overpowering sort of force that is this creature.
1: I just kind of thought of him as, like, the Terminator. Like, he can't be reasoned with. He can't be bargained with.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He can only be put to sleep.
1: Yeah. Uh, where are we at? Okay, chapter 14 is called The Marketplace. So, yeah. Hold on,
0: I have a comment on intellectual <laughs> intellectualism and you have the Terminator. Yeah,
1: I told you that's what I'd bring to the table.
0: The Terminator? I was not no, prepared. No, pop culture references. Oh, okay. You
1: were aware of this. Right. We, we discussed this, sir. Where am I at? Okay, so chapter 14 is The Marketplace. Um, Mr. Frisbee getting his ass killed by dragon while on a mission <laughs> is news to Mrs. Frisbee and she cries and then the rats feel kind of guilty for just blurting that ish out and they decide to
0: tell her <laughs> I'm editing my notes you can you can say your notes this <laughs> and, is a scholarly environment <laughs> where you can use that as justification for saying whatever you want
1: and um, they decide to tell her their origin story and how it was they knew Mr. Frisbee because she's just like I didn't even know he knew you guys and he's dying on missions for you like what is going on here so Justin and Mr. Ages decide to go back and get the powder for Dragon they know it's going to take forever because of Mr. Ages' leg uh, so there's plenty of time for them to tell this long... It's a pretty long story.
0: Yeah, it's like... It, yeah. It's like nine chapters. It's... Yeah, it's... it's
1: considerable story. Nicodemus settles Mrs. Frisbee into... um. They, left, they leave the library and they settle into this nice cushy study. There's even a radio in the corner softly playing music. Like, I was like, what in the world? How big is this radio and how big is the room? Yeah, like, weren't
0: they originally, like, they were using it for... Like, they,
1: oh, he said they were originally had it to listen to the news. Yeah, but I they're like, like, oh, okay. Then they're that like, we sense. might as well.
0: Also, if you look at <laughs> the illustration, the radio is proportionate it's, to the yes, mice.
1: Yes, I was really thrown off by that. I'm like, I would make more we sense to they like, we built one. We found this yeah. tiny
0: little Barbie radio, but-
1: It really works. <laughs>
0: only works for small people though. There's this It's like small pneumonia. In
1: the um the American Girl collection, there's one of the characters Molly who's uh in World War II, one of the doll's accessories is a radio, but it only just plays like the same thing over and over, like my friend had it.
0: <laughs> so so
1: I was picturing them just listening to that just over and like- over. <laughs> Cuz it would be been- like
0: a it was about as big as the microphone. <laughs> They're just like, it's or been smaller. sunny. It, it's been sunny in 64 for nine months straight. Do you well, think there's like something the... wrong with this
1: radio? But uh, where am I? Uh, okay, so they settle in for story time. And this is where it <laughs> switches to first person. And I put, which is annoying. <laughs> so um, the rats originally lived near a farmer's market. And the food was like, there's like a... Good variety and it was plentiful. And Nicodemus was BFFs with his older brother Gerald. And I wrote really next to it because there's Nicodemus and Jerry. <laughs> 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 that was weird. And uh, Gerald's friend Jenner. So uh, one day they go to the market and there's a big nim van parked nearby and more food than usual in a big pile. And they're, they dri- they dive in and it's a trap. Nets come down and they're caught. And it's a good thing Jerry was at home with a cold. <laughs>
0: So two things about this. Yeah. First, he says, I particularly admired Jenner. And they seem, they're obviously, they're kind of like the two, later on, they're the two brains of the operation. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if I was just really hoping to get some parallels here, but I was, I was getting kind of a, a Dumbledore Grindelwald sort of feel between the two. Cause they're like, like, they're both like super smart and they both have like, basically have the same end goals for the yeah. most part, but they have vastly different ways of going about yeah. it. And maybe they're little gay rats. I don't know. They could be. They could
1: be. Okay, Rats.
0: Um, the other thing is, and I don't know if this is a mistake or not, but it says I did not pay any particular attention to the truck, for trucks were common enough in that part of town. But if I had, I would have noticed that printed on each side of it were four small letters, N I M H. We see him learn to read, so he wouldn't have no, it wouldn't yeah. have registered as anything. Mm. But he's saying it as if he would have known even then.
1: Well, he also, he said he should have been more suspicious of all the food deliberately piled. Yeah. Like, they should have been like, what? Why yeah. is that? But they're just like, oh, it sounds yeah. good to me. Because nothing bad had ever happened to them yeah.
0: before. So it's like, this got me starting to question, like, how much of their intelligence was already there.
1: Because they're understanding conversations people are having. Yeah. Like, like
0: are they all speaking English? Yeah. Like, and, like, Fris- Frisbee is a regular field mouse. And she doesn't she, seem yeah. any less intelligent than these people. No, they, she, she just. She's less educated. She doesn't yeah. know about things, but she can comprehend things pretty yeah. much just as well. Yeah. And so I was wondering... I was wondering about that, too. Yeah. It seems like that's almost, like... Do you think that they were actually just getting, like, placebo injections the whole time, and they were actually always that smart?
1: Well, how are you explaining how they live forever?
0: Well, m- Mrs. Frisbee's already lived forever. That's
1: very true. Do you want to move on to the next chapter? Chapter 15. What? In the cage. What?
0: What? What? that's <laughs> so- <laughs>
1: The van drives off to a lab where all 63 of the rats are unloaded into individual cages. And that must have took ages. Mr. Ages. No, sorry.
0: So <laughs> Ages and cages.
1: So the doctor, he's Dr. Schultz, and he plans to inject the rats with a mystery serum. And they're tagged by uh, his assistants, Julie and George, in three groups of 20, labeled A, B, and C. Nicodemus is A, 20. So he just barely got into that first group.
0: I didn't think about that. Yeah. Yeah. His life would be so much different. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. So, uh, and Julie feels bad for the rats, and Dr. Schultz is kind of a rooster. (laughs) 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 I wrote cock. (laughs) (laughs) Because she says... He's kind of just waking everybody up early. Because she says, like... Oh, look at that poor thing. He's terrified. And Dr. Schultz goes, Some biologist, you are, that's a female. I'm like, the point of it is that the animal's
0: frightened. Was that like German or something? I don't know. It was,
1: it was just a snotty tone I used. Oh, I marked this part. The, the, all those dudes who catch the rats. The rat um, catchers? Yeah, the, the rat catchers. What a great job. The, um,
0: rat catcher! Rat
1: catcher! <laughs> so, anyway, so like Nicodemus is listening to them. And, they're, and the guys are like, well, So do we hang around and like catch another wave of them? And then he's like, and they're like, they won't be another wave, not tonight, probably not for four or five nights. And he's like, word gets around. And he's like, you mean they communicate? I'm like, you bet they communicate. The next time they do come, you can be sure they'll case the place carefully. We were lucky. These rats haven't been bothered for years, they've grown careless. So I think there's something to that. Yeah. They were, there was like yeah. a base intelligence. Yeah. What else do I have marked here? Oh, here it is label them in the groups and Nicodemus just barely getting them with um oh and i think it says like a is going to get the special serum b is going to get i don't okay, it was get... either
0: it was either an adjusted type of the serum or they were cuz
1: c's the control group i think they get nothing they just get to hang out in cages and it's like they still maybe they still try and get them in like mazes and stuff it's like does the serum actually help uh like where's their baseline of intelligence so i think b gets some other different kind of serum or whatever, and um, C gets nothing. They just get to be rats. Yeah.
0: They get like serum but no dietary adjustment, or they get They di- all get
1: the same food. I think that's what he says. Okay.
0: Diet will be the same for all, yes. Yeah. Yeah, but because when he's talking about the results, there are like the difference between A and B, and then B in the control group are like huge. Yeah. But like B is still improving.
1: Oh, wait. Why did I write this? Oh, oh, okay. So, like, he. Okay, so Nicodemus reveals that he's gonna be a prisoner in the lab for three years. And then I wrote about the Australian possum that got into the bakery. I don't know
0: why. Wait, hold on, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> Run that by me again, because <laughs> I don't think you could get through that. This...
1: You see the picture online of like this um possum. This is on in Australia, so their possums are so adorable and really, really cute. This possum got into a bakery. It ate and ate and ate and then it couldn't move, and then the the people who worked in the bakery came in for the morning shift and it's sitting in this box of like donuts with all these like eaten donuts all around it and stuff and it's just like, oh, well, this like worried look on its face, looking big, and they're just like, oh, the poor thing. So, I don't know why I have to do with this chapter. I guess like having <laughs> empathy for animals. let's move on to the maze. That's chapter 16. Nicodemus' story continues. Um, Over time, the rats find out that Dr. Schultz is a neurologist and George and Julie are um, his grad students that are working there with him. And the experiment is to find out if injections could help you learn more and faster. And I want what these rats are getting, honestly. So um, Nicodemus, he describes going through a maze that's supposed to lead to the outdoors uh, because he can see like, outside, and, um, he runs along it, and then, uh, experiences, like, an electrical shock, and he learns, like, where that's at in the maze. It takes him four minutes to, like, reach end, but he doesn't get outside, because the cage closes around him, It's just as he's like, ooh, cool, I'm <laughs> outside, which is very cruel, honestly. And he explains, um why he do okay We're I, I marked that page because it's so okay why would i bother to run through it at all if i knew it was only a trick the answer is i couldn't help it when you've lived in a cage you can't bear not to run even with what you're running toward is an illusion yeah and i was just like i did it again <laughs> <laughs> the owl thing killed me this killed me and just oh my god i felt so terrible ah uh, so the rats go through the mazes and they um they learn shape recognition, which is important because that leads them to being able to read. And it's, and it's and it's interesting to the rats, too, but they're all really homesick. So uh, one night, Nicodemus' neighbor, who's Justin, and they can't really see each other. They just kind of talk around the partitions or whatever. Justin decides he's going to bust out of his cage the next time they receive injections. Well, I wrote that awesome quote. What's the awesome quote? Oh, when there's a, like, are you really going to do that? Like, that seems kind of dangerous to, like, jump out of your cage and they're mm-hmm. doing that. And he goes, like... All these shots and all the time they've spent—we're too valuable to them now. They'll be careful, like they're not gonna hurt us. Yeah, <laughs> like, like oh. I am immortal.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, so uh, Justin gets out. So while Julie's trying to do in the ejections, but uh, she's really calm about it. She doesn't flip out. She just presses a button that alerts the doctor and George that a uh, rat's out, and they close all the doors leading outside and they marvel at how soon justin is broken loose because they're expecting it to happen yeah point or the other
0: i like that, that they're like well obviously they're gonna yeah. get to this point so. right
1: and then it, they and uh and they're like look at him he seems to be studying the environment and they think he won't do it again ha ha ha, ha i sarcastically wrote yeah because
0: the because uh, the, <laughs>
1: they've learned there's
0: the chapter ends with i doubt you'll need it the net yeah. uh, now that he's learned he can't get out but they were underestimating <laughs> justin he had learned no, no such, such thing. thing. It's like, ah, <laughs> oh, I know, yeah. <laughs> no,
1: <what> <laughs> okay, so chapter seventeen is a lesson in reading. Justin's back in his cage, and he's learned that he can wander around without making anyone angry. He's gotten a good look at the air ducts and the windows. That's gonna be important later. And the rats start getting new injections that ends up expan- uh, extending their lifespan. And apparently the rats in the B group and the C group have all aged and died by this point. The doctor's excited about the, the uh, rats' is in lo- long, uh, prolonged lives because um, when you live longer, you're able to learn more. They're doing well, and it's so some reference that they're doing as well as the mice in group G. That's important as well.
0: Yeah, but it's also if they're, so it's A, B, C.
1: There's probably D, E, F. What happened to D, E, F?
0: Yeah, what was getting experimented on for that? Uh-oh. Rabbits? Crows? Shrews? <laughs> Forget <laughs> shrews. This isn't going to work. <laughs> They're all like, this is this... This... <laughs> one of them standing this up with a one, one really old one that's just so... <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Okay, then they start learning to read, starting with R-A-T. My <laughs> from a cartoon where this little girl uh, she reads off of something, she's going to brush her dog's teeth and she goes look it, I got the toothpaste S-O-A-P, toothpaste <laughs> <laughs> so actually, that's not even reading, that's knowing letters but not being able to read but these guys, can. They, they're able to put the re- letters together and know that they make words that's why I put it, it's relevant uh, so they learn lots of small words uh, and then Jenner points out that there's writing on the signs in the lab, so they start reading the signs in the lab as well and uh, Nicodemus hypothesizes that the doctor was going to guide them through a maze with signs, but never got to that point because one night, Justin reads the instructions on his cage. He opens the door, and he gets out on top of the cage to explore, and I think that's when the chapter ended. Is there anything you wanted to say about the reading?
0: Uh, Yes. So, and this is going to become... There's another similar point in the second, but just... I don't know why I keep getting stuck on this, but it's the, it's the, what, what do they know versus what do we know? Sort of a thing with, so it says it was generally finally figured it out by this time we had developed a sort of form of communication, a simple enough thing, just passing spoken messages from one cage to the next, like passing notes in school, rat school. Why are they, how do they know about passing notes in school? If they were just, he doesn't know about it at this
1: point. But he's comparing it as something he's learned later because they learn they read in that library for a long time.
0: Okay. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that will that yeah. will do that one. Except for the next part. Okay. In the next chapter, which, if you want to go ahead and do your little synopsis until okay, that point, okay, sure. Just...
1: So um, this is chapter eighteen, the air ducts. So the rats start getting out at night. They use a screwdriver and a spool of thread to explore the air ducts. The thread is so they don't get lost in all the stuff. The screwdriver just let, like anchor it in place.
0: Yeah.
1: It's very smart, you know? And, uh, they, they're kind of always constantly worrying that someone's going to be like, what happened to my thread? What happened to my screwdriver? But okay. Everything's fine. And eventually they find the exit, but that's, uh, near this, uh, I don't know. Is it a fan, but it blows really hard at different intervals. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't seem like they can time those intervals and know when they are. Cause that might've helped them a lot. Yeah. Especially those poor mice. And anyway, we'll get to that. <laughs> So, they want to leave as soon as uh, the exit's discovered, but they decide to give it one more day, since they don't know how long it'll take to get everyone out. Yeah. And they could be, like, messing around in there by daylight. So, um, this discussion is overheard by the mice that are just, like, chilling nearby, and Jonathan Frisbee's just like, uh, hey, we want to leave too. But um, they're kept in a cage within a cage. They can figure out how to get out of the inner cage, but the upper cage, like, the latch is a lot higher, and they can't, like, climb up to get it. Only the rats can get that. The rats agree that the mice can escape with them, but once they're out of NIM, they're on their own. Yeah. So afterward, um, afterward Jennifer visits Nicodemus and has an existential crisis. <laughs> okay, the real point is this: we don't know where to go when we know because we don't know what we are. Do you want to go back to living in a sewer pipe and eating other people's garbage? Because that's what rats do. But the fact is we aren't rats anymore. We're something Dr. Schultz has made, something new. Yeah. Dr. Schultz says that our intelligence has increased more than 1,000%. I suspect he's underestimated. I think we're probably as intelligent as he is, maybe more.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We can
1: read, and with a little practice, we'll be able to write, too. I mean, to do both. I think we can learn to do anything we want. But where do we do it? Where does a group of civilized rats fit in? And that's going to be key later. That is,
0: yeah. But then again, they seemed perfectly intelligent prior to all of this. So when I was saying that there was, like, the two-part thing, and the other thing is... It says, at the end of the shelf, there's a big cabinet. They keep the mouse cages in it. It has wire mesh doors. You can climb up and down them like a ladder. This is spoken. This is not Nicodemus reflecting. This is quoted as somebody who's only been in this. Hmm.
1: Why do you know what a ladder is? Maybe they saw someone painting. <laughs> why But then... Then they would like, have get to get your ladder. And they're like, okay. And they're like, ladder's the thing See, that helps you go up. But gotcha. then,
0: But then they're smart enough to conceptualize all of that without, you know... Like, it, yes. seems, it seems like the only thing that they benefited from here was living longer and being formally taught how to read.
1: I guess, yeah. And and they're I think they also are bigger.
0: Yeah, the, the steroids and the, yeah, yeah the, so the physicality <laughs> of it all. And the, yeah, I don't know.
1: Uh-oh, I don't know, why, why did I? <gasps> no, I'm such an idiot! I, like, I went. I just went cruising through the totally wrong part and then I, like, unmarked the bits I wanted marked. Never mind. Mark, dang it. I messed this up. I'm sorry. Are your
0: post-it notes color-coded? Or are they just whatever you felt like grabbing?
1: They're in the order that they were in the package.
0: Oh, and you just wanted to to use them evenly? Yeah. Okay.
1: So, anyway. Is there anything you want, else you wanted to say about that chapter?
0: Uh. Before we move on? No, the only other part I had highlighted was part of what you said that I okay. think we're probably as intelligent as he is. Maybe yeah. more.
1: All right. So, chapter 18 is air ducks. So, the rats start getting out at... Oh, wait. No, I already said that.
0: Yeah, no. So, the... He has the existential crisis And then they actually do their escape
1: Yeah I might add that Oh, Nicodemus has his existential crisis That's where I was at So the next night they go to escape But the air pump blows six mice away Yeah Except for I I put Whitey here But it turns out it's Mr. Ages And Jonathan It's like, you knew that thing was there. Why didn't they, like, try to, like, time how that is? And it's like, this thing's going to blow. Why don't we brace these mice? But they didn't really count on the mice. And they didn't realize how strong it was because they're so big and and huge. And it's like, oh, shoot, these guys are really little. So these six mice just blow away. And I was like, that's horrible. Yeah, they should have, like,
0: tied them to their their little, little string.
1: But, dude, Justin searched for them. He, like, got the spool and he was going off off the different, like, Hatches you know
0: Which parallels Well they work
1: on getting the screen off the hat I know I don't want to talk about it.
0: So <laughs> we'll just skip the end. <laughs> yeah, they're all happy at the end. So um, six mice die but no one else dies. So That's they get the,
1: the screen off the hatch that phases outward and but they they, they don't find the six mice. They're just gone forever. <sighs> then they're out. Okay. The
0: Boniface Estate. Estate.
1: Boniface. So once they're out, uh, the group travels together all over trying to find their place. And I liked that it's like, they travel along roads, but, like, not in the road, because people would see, like, this long <laughs> line of rats and be like, what the hell? Do you think they, had... <laughs>
0: they They probably would have done little hand signals to announce they were, like, turning left and right. <laughs> <laughs> Stop! <laughs>
1: so, <laughs> where am I <laughs> Um, they meet other rats and they feel weird because they're just so different from them. Like, they're like the rat, other rats seem kind of like weak and scrawny. Yeah, they feel to, s- like...
0: super self alienated. Yeah, self-alienated, just alienated. Like, they got
1: tickets to the gun show. <laughs> <And> they're like all <laughs> big. Plus, they're all like, What do you think about Proust? And then like, <laughs> they like, Flex. And then the rat's just like, I like corn. <laughs> so, they break into grocery stores and they read signs that direct them to like the cheese and the produce. But Nicodemus feels weird about stealing. And then it says, um, Barclay Hagen. I knew someone who worked at this Hagen in Bellingham Mm -hmm. where, um, across the street was like a dog park and it was like this nature and stuff. But then this movie theater got put in there. So they like demolished like all the trees and stuff. All the rats came into the store. Just like you saw rats every day, that's what this reminded me of. But they weren't like cool like these guys. <laughs> they were like gross rats.
0: They weren't, they weren't the the smarty rats. They no, were the... they were the
1: dummy rats. <laughs> <laughs> and anyway, finally they find a big abandoned mansion <laughs> whose owners are on a honeymoon until May. So they okay,
0: can... so right, <laughs> this is this is quite possibly the day dumbest. <laughs> Well, yeah. okay, so plot-wise, yes. But in terms of, of decisions, this is the dumbest decision I've ever said. According to the clippings, they were going on a trip all the way around the world. They were coming back to the Boniface estate in May. Until then, it was our estate. So what they're saying is that they have announced to the, to the world, world that, they're gonna be that in the town. there will be no one in no the one house there. for months. They're
1: lucky your only rats should yeah. eat their food.
0: <laughs> it's like you don't post on that. facebook where that you're like leaving town until you're back from town sort of a thing
1: what did i mark <laughs> i'm gonna be doing that forever oh he wants to like write oh he hints at this he, um nicodemus when he's talking to her he's all like we had lots of adventures that make a long book and in fact that's how i got my scar and lost my eye but anyway i'm like well wait i want to hear that story <laughs> why are you talking about yeah. going to the Boniface estate?" <laughs> <laughs> i want to know how you lost your eye yeah
0: where's my prequel
1: where's my prequel exactly the,
0: the rats of nim and the rats of nim
1: yeah <laughs> so finally they find yeah they there's the place and they're holed up there and uh they read and eat and dispose of their garbage in the woods which i found funny for some reason <laughs> like they're littering <laughs> they're, but they're littering and they figure out how to use the electric... They're like baffled by the cans at first. They're like, what in the world? And then they find the can opener and they figure out how to do it. And I just got to say, I wrote in brackets, my struggle with the can opener, GD it. But there's like electric can opener at my mom's house that I have not been able to use for years because I just can't figure it out. These freaking rats. They figured it out. What took me like six years. They did say that they might be smarter than the people. I believe it, man. With the Rats Pay mortgage? (laughs) Oh, and it says, um, the first thing they eat, I'll always remember what was in the first can. Clam chowder, delicious. Clam chowder canned is gross. Like, you're a liar, Nicodemus. Anyway, they're in there all winter reading, and they're practicing writing. So chapter 20 is called the main hall. And that's when Justin and Mr. Ages come back. And Mrs. Frisbee realizes that she needs to get home and feed her kids lunch.
0: <laughs> Why can't Mom Jr. do it?
1: I know, right? They decide that um, Mrs. Frisbee should come back in the mid-afternoon. Why is that? like? Oh, because the, for their stuff. For, I was like, does she need to get some more stories? So at home... Mrs. Frisbee just tells the kids um, about the plan to move the house. And the kids are all really skeptical about it, which I thought was, like, showing some good critical thinking skills. They're like, but why should the rats do it? They don't know us. Yeah. That's really weird. And he's like, well, maybe it's because, like, the owl sent me. And he's like, well, for that matter, I don't think why the owl wanted to help. Yeah. Like, this is really weird. She's just like, shut up and eat your lunch. <laughs> and then she's like, well, maybe they'll think I'll do them a favor. And even the dumb one's like, mother, how could we ever do them a favor? <laughs> I shouldn't call the, her the dumb one. <laughs> Cynthia. She she just got up and danced. She's like, Well, I did do Jeremy a favor, that's what started this whole thing. He's like that and I'm me getting sick. I wish I could get up. I'm tired of bed. And she's like, Not yet, and she changes the subject and gets everyone to shut up. Just eat your lunch. So she's got them all squared away and she comes back to the rose bush and Brutus lets her in without any effing lip this time. That's what my notes say.
0: <laughs> Does it say effing?
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> Which um, summons Justin, and it reveals that if he'd pressed it a lot more than a whole rat army would have turned up, it's like, do
0: it. <laughs> it's, it's like it's like that phone where it's pressed three times to put them on hold, press four times to put them in the limbo for
1: eternity. <laughs> yeah, like, I hope they pick up and call again. Um, so Justin mentions the plan to Mrs. Frisbee, and uh, he shows her the main hall where the rats are building farm equipment, and there are all these stores of seeds, and uh, apparently the plan is for them to be self-sufficient. Can
0: I, can I read the last little bit of this chapter? Because yeah. this is my favorite thing of the story. Yeah, go ahead. Not necessarily this line, but the... Okay. We've been building these stockpiles for a long time, he said. All from Mr. Fitzgibbon's uh, barn. We now have a two-year supply for 108 rats, plus enough to plant for two crops in case the first one fails. In there, he gestured toward the last bit in the row... We have boxes full of seeds, seeds for tomatoes, beets, carrots, melons, and a lot more. Uh, <laughs> all the time they stood there, the steady procession of rats continued. They entered the bins, took off their harness sacks, filled the sacks with grains, put them on again, and left through the tunnel out the back door. They looked, Mrs. Frisbee thought, like very large ants, endlessly toiling on an anthill. Justin must have got the same impression, for he said, If the ants can do it, Nicodemus says, if the bees can do it, so can we. Do what? Why? Live without stealing, of course. That's the whole idea. That's the plan. So, I'm a huge fan of farming video games. I have no urge to farm in real life. But the idea of, like, virtual... So, like, living vicariously through these self-sufficient rats is, like, the (laughs) best thing that has ever happened to me. I'm just like, yes, hyper-intelligent rat farm. For sure. Yes.
1: (laughs) And I was just like, oh, okay. (laughs) I love it. Uh. <laughs> do, you need, do you need a moment more? Mm, okay, we're good. All right, so next chapter is chapter 21. The Toy Tinker! <laughs> so um, Mrs. Frisbee meets up with Nicodemus and Mr. Ages again, and they continue their story at the Boniface Estate. Um, they did a lot of learning, and they find out that rats are one of the most hated animals. Yeah, we're the most hated animals on Earth, except maybe snakes and germs. I'm like, is this a German animal? Yeah. It is? Yeah. Well, I guess it's not a vegetable or mineral. (laughs) mineral. We're going to break it down that way. (laughs) Uh, At one time, um, apparently, well, during the research, they found out that at one time, um, rats had been the cleverest animals, creating cities under the dirt. But then, like, apes left the trees and the rats were chased away from the prairies and stuff. And they kind of were chased to the fringes of societies. And the rats are really sad by this. And they decide they want to build their own civilization somewhere. So, after some research, they choose an area of farmland um, near the Thorn Mountains National Forest. And once May comes around, those idiots come back from their honeymoon. They uh, set off. So, in the forest, they find the body of a toy tanker. This was so sad. The guy clearly had, like, pulled his truck into the woods to, like, sleep. Because, like, maybe he couldn't afford a motel or whatever. And then he got up in the morning, and I guess it rained, and his cars caught in the mud so he like starts shoveling it out and the work was too much for him and he had a heart attack and just dropped down dead so that's what the rats piece together the rats debate on who the truck belongs to now they figure finders keepers and decide to look inside (laughs) do you have anything to add to that
0: well, it does kind of parallel Frisbee's logic with the uh, the stump. Yeah. Very finders keepers. It's just
1: like, well, it's just going to sit here. Otherwise, yeah. I may as well put some use to also, it. Also,
0: so the toy tinker. He's the tinker, right? Yeah, the does toy that, tinker. Right. Does that make him one who tinkers or one who tinks? He
1: tinkers with toys.
0: Because I feel like that'd be a tinkerer <clears throat> if you're tinkering. I don't know. I think he just tinks them. I'm not them. a linguist. I think he tinks them.
1: Are we ready to move on? Do you have any more... Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> chapter twenty two, The Thorn Valley. So the Tinker's van's full of toys, go fig. Which uh they played with a little I like I like the idea of them like just like playing with toys. just like Yay So they they played with them for a while. And they also saw that there were like tools and they helped themselves to those and they realized that they needed electricity for the tools to work, so they decided to settle near Mr. Fitzgibbon's farm, which originally they were they were like, well, do we wanna settle there? And they're like, That's too close to that farm because they were looking at like where caves were or something. They're like, no, it's too close to that farm. But then they're like, well, there's electricity there. So why don't we go ahead and settle there? And they connect to his electricity and then makes him going like, what? Where's, (laughs) why did my bill go up? (laughs) And they also connect to the water so they can be comfortable in their caves. Uh, but they weren't happy. Every need was met. And it was like the short story called the rat race that mm-hmm. i i googled this and it's not even like a real story it's just like he, the author <laughs> made this up like it. a woman buys her own vacuum cleaner and she cleans it faster than everybody else and then everybody else buys vacuum cleaners and then there has to be like a factory that's built to create more vacuum cleaners and it creates a of dirt so people have to work twice as hard to like get dirt out of their homes and so on
0: it's just the, the just whole butterfly effect yeah. and
1: uh where's my note about that i'll get to that so uh, the rats were upset that they didn't have enough to do all their needs are met there's like a, a Durkheim's theory of anomie it's um a condition of instability resulting from a breakdown of standards and values from a lack of purpose or ideals and that's what's happening here
0: mm-hmm.
1: they just if, like uh there's like no forms or no um normal for them the, yeah there's, like, a sense of futility in everything you do. It's like, a lack of purpose. There's emotional emptiness and despair. And there's no point in striving for anything because there's no accepted agreement on what's desirable. Yeah. So they're all just, like, ugh. So they have all these meetings to discuss these feelings. And, like, Jenner is very distinctively silent during these meetings. Like, he never speaks up. And um, Nicodemus starts going on walks, um, you know, just cruising around the area. And one day he takes Jenner. And, uh, they asked a few animals that they encountered, like what's on the other side of the mountain. And the only one with an answer was the owl and the owl, like describes, like part of the mountain that can't be reached by a Jeep. Like humans aren't there. Nicodemus is like, well, Nicodemus and Jenner go check it out. And then that's when Nicodemus is like, you know, light bulb over the head. Like, this is the best spot. Like we could, this is where we need to go. Jenner dismisses the whole thing and he says, we've got everything we need at the farm. And I was just like, I am so the Jenner here. (laughs) Like, we've got everything. Why would we leave? Because I hate camping. I hate new things. Like, I don't want any part of this. But Nicodemus uh, doesn't like uh, stealing and piggybacking on some other society. Like, he wants his own
0: This is where I really got the Dumbledore Grindelwald thing. Nicodemus is like, everything we have is stolen. And Jenner is like, that's silly. Is it stealing when farmers take milk from cows or eggs from chickens? They're just smarter than the cows and the chickens. Yeah. That's all. Well, people are our cows. Yeah. If we're smart enough, why shouldn't we get food from them? And then Nicodemus is like, it's not the same. Farmers feed the cows and chickens and take care of them. We don't do anything for what we take. Yeah. And Nick- Jenner is <laughs> like, people have been trying to exterminate rats for centuries, but they haven't succeeded. What are they going to do? Dynamite us? Let, us? let them try. We will find out where they keep the dynamite and use it on them. And it's mm-hmm. basically Nicodemus wants to go and start Hogwarts. Yeah. <laughs> and Jenner is like, no, we should enslave the Muggles. Right. Is very much what's going on here.
1: Yeah. I'm trying to catch up the Can I notes? just clarify
0: that I know that Dumbledore didn't actually start Hogwarts, but it's just kind of right. shorthand for the, yeah. I don't want people to think that I am making a, a, a half uh, uh, informed Harry Potter parallel.
1: Yeah. He, he definitely understands Harry Potter, you guys. Yeah. Nicodemus reveals that they've been Working steadily on the plan They got most of their food stores transferred to that location And they have already cleared the land And they're ready for planting And they plan to be off the farm by June So uh, chapter 23 mm, This what, is the start
0: else? No I was just going to say okay. this is the start of what I would consider part 3 This yeah. is Nicodemus is done with his story Yeah we're, the story's done We're moving back into back the third Mrs. person Fruisbee. And this is the rat's solution
1: So uh, chapter 23 is called Caught Which is ominous Is it? So, mm-hmm it's called bit. captured. It's called capture. <laughs> I wrote caught because that's a synonym. So <laughs> anyway, with that Nicodemus um, announces that it's time to go drug dragons' food, and <laughs> Mrs. I wrote Mrs. Frisbee stalls and asks for more info about the story. She's like, not quite yet. She wants to know uh, why again... Mr. Frisbee never mentioned Nim.
0: Which again is like in video games where they're, like, where they're like we need you to do this and then you're like okay let me click through all of the dialogue options to make sure I have all the backstory and it's like do you need me to <laughs> explain this it? again <laughs> yes yes
1: <laughs> so um Mr. Ages explains that um he and Mr. Frisbee used they used to live with the rats but they felt weird being the only mice I would have survivor's guilt for those six guys that yeah. blew away that would bother me. So I kind of would I'd be like, well, screw you guys. You All 20, you got out. like. Yeah. So I kind of wouldn't want to stay with him either. So I totally understand them leaving. Mr. Ages just didn't like me around so many others. And at that point, there were 115 rats. So he's just like, I, I don't want to be here with all yeah. these rats. I need my own space. So he moves out and Mr. Frisbee was young and he moves out and he meets um, Mrs. Frisbee. And she's like, yes, I remember I'm just like, oh, it's sad. And then he was fretting about his long lifespan, and he's going to outlive her. And he didn't want to upset her with that information, since it's kind of an awful thing. And plus, he didn't want to think about it. And he knew that she'd be sad for him, having to keep living without her. And um, then she asked about Jenner, and she's told that he left with six others who didn't like the plan. And that's kind of it. like, they just left. they They don't know what happened. So uh, Justin takes Mrs. Frisbee to the farmhouse. Um, They pull open a ventilation screen to enter the basement and inside a dirt mound leading up to a small hole which opens onto a small space between a cabinet and the floor. And that was a good description because I was like, "Oh, I can totally picture how that looks. Mm -hmm. Oh, (laughs) tell the story about the mouse in my apartment. A mouse got into one of the apartments I lived in. We didn't know how it got in, but we found it dead under the table because my cat killed it he like he didn't do anything gross to it i think what happened is he saw it moving and it was just like so excited he smacked it and probably snapped its neck instantly and it was gone because he didn't mutilate it nothing gross happened we just found like a dead mouse on the floor and then when we were moving and we're clearing like all our cleaning supplies like out of the um bottom of the sink we found where it chewed through like wall and came in and we're like this is so sad because we know what happened to it
0: all of all of its endeavors for not.
1: I know. It's was like, you worked really hard to get in here. <laughs> I bet it was really cold out. You were just trying to... <laughs> did,
0: you, did you cut out like a tiny little tombstone and like just tape it to the back of the wall under no, the sink? No,
1: I just cleared out all the stuff it chewed and put it in the garbage and just kind of moved on with my life.
0: Well, he couldn't.
1: I know. Poor Jonathan Frisbee.
0: Ooh. Too soon. <laughs> too soon.
1: This is only like... Was seventy one. That's like a lot of years. Ago. It's like, yeah, <laughs> I couldn't math right now. I'm like, it's a lot of years. We've been doing this for a long time. We need to move on. So, <laughs> Justin um, gives Mrs. Frisbee the packet and wishes her luck. But he reiterates like, have that open by the time you get to the dish. You don't. You want yeah. every minute to count when you're second to count. So she goes up the hole and she notices that the dish is farther away than Mr. Ages said it would be. And that there's a stool between her and the dish, but she doesn't think anything of this because she's like, well, you know, it's a stool. They probably, like, move it around from place to place. It's, it's okay. Then she opens the packet, and when Mrs. Fitzgibbon's back is turned to get, the, like, the, let the cat inside, she runs and she douses the cat food, and she's on her way back, but she's caught. And it turns out that farmer's son, that she didn't like anyway, Billy, was sitting on that stool eating berries, and he dropped a
0: colander on her. GD Billy.
1: GD Billy. He's such a jerk. His whole family doesn't even like him. We'll get to that point.
0: Um <laughs> Did you mention the part where she was asking about what are the implications of Jonathan's injections and stuff on the kids?
1: No, but that is a concern.
0: Yeah, she's like, are my kids going to have longer lives? And probably. You know, is that why they can learn better and things like that? And the Yeah, the implications can read. Yeah, the implication is that they have effectively Created a new, new form rays. of mouse yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Seven dead rats.
1: Seven dead rats. I also like that the dish is printed with kitty like all over it because this thing is described as like this horrible killer who yeah. pounces and screams. And like, again, you say it's the only one who doesn't talk of yeah. like everybody. And it's like, kitty, 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 like all around the dish. <laughs> and it's like, well, I would call dragon a kitty. I would like dragon, but I would like the mice too. So uh, chapter 24 is seven dead rats. Mrs. Frisbee is placed in a birdcage and Mrs. Fitzgibbon tells Billy he can keep her for a few days, which Mrs. Frisbee's like, what happens after that? <laughs> 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 which I don't blame her. I was just like, what do you mean? That's like a weird thing to say. You can have it for a couple days. He like left, leaves some food for her and she like can't eat because she's so worried. She's like my kids. And anyway, so Mr. Fitzgibbon and Paul come in for dinner and paul sees the the mouse in the cage and is like what's the matter with you (laughs) like why are you keeping a field mouse and he's like and like billy's like she likes it or something like that so she moved a little bit or something he's like see she's moving she's fine or they says it they don't even know what gender she is she's they call her it paul's just like well it's clearly scared just let it go he doesn't pursue it too much because then they sit down to eat (laughs) And, and mr fitzgibbon tells them about seven rats that electrocuted themselves on a motor at the hardware store and the newspaper reported on it and government people came to investigate. Mr. Fitzgibbon talked to them and was like, oh, I got all these rats on my farm. And the and the men are were intrigued by that. And Paul says that they're all interested because of uh, rabies, which makes a lot of sense. Paul's a very smart kid. He's wrong. But he's like, that's like a smart yeah. deduction there. Yeah. Because the mom's like, like, why are they this interested in rats? And yeah. she's like, well... It's... You know, there's a problem with the dogs that had the rabies so then everybody was shooting yeah. dogs they
0: saw. It's the wrong it's the answer, same... but it follows the right line of logic. Yeah.
1: I like Paul. But Billy, I, I don't know. I don't like 12-year-olds that much either. No offense. <laughs> I'm a 12-year-old. <laughs> 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 so, <laughs> so Mr. Fitzgibbon lets them know that the exterminators and like those dudes are coming on Saturday. So Mrs. Frisbee knows that it's Nim behind all this. Cause they make make reference of a doctor, and she's like waiting. Like, oh, does he know the name? Uh, clearly it's Doctor Schultz. So she's like, oh god, I know what's. And she's like even more desperate to get out of here. Not just for her kids, but she wants to warn Nicodemus and all the rats. I I thought the headline for the news article was really funny. It says mechanized rat, mechanized rats Fade hardware store, which makes me think they're robots. They are
0: mechanized rats. <laughs> I like the cliffhanger ending dragon slept on the kitchen floor <laughs> it's, yeah it's a paragraph by itself because
1: <laughs> it shows that the medicine worked yeah like he's out and they even mentioned that they have a hard time getting dragon out like next chapter is called escape so we escape so we know everything works out but um the fitzgibbons are putting the cat out for the night and they're like really struggling to get the come on dragon get out he won't get up i never saw such a lazy cat it's like your cat is drugged <laughs> <laughs> so uh they throw the cat out and the Fitzgibbons go to bed and Mrs. Frisbee inspects the cage because she remembers the story um uh, and is like well maybe I can figure this out how to open a cage um she sees how it opens but she can't do it herself it's like too I don't know it's just too much for her so luckily Justin who had heard everything um <laughs> that happened and he came to rescue her through a hole in the attic which uh reminds me um our attic has rats Apparently like an inspector found like evidence and up in our attic of, of rats. The buyers who are buying our house, they're like, we want that taken care of. And when I was reading this story, when I found that out, I was like, just leave them alone. They've never come in the house in 24 years. Just let them be. I think we should let the rats stay. Seriously. It's been like, we've been in that house 24 years, like way before I was born. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I've never once seen one in the house Or evidence of it So they've stayed up there And I think that's good yeah. Just like, fine, stay there That's yeah. cool as long, okay. as, as
0: long as as long it's not the, uh, <laughs> like the the Ratatouille scene Where the, the ceiling <laughs> collapses And right, just right. a thousand rats Yeah,
1: I don't think it's that bad Anyway, so Justin uses some tools To get her out Because he can totally open it But he's like, they're going to know that you couldn't open this and they're going to get freaked out if they find this like so carefully open. So he like futzes with it to make it look like the door just fell off and was like crappy.
0: I like him. He's he's a good thinker.
1: Yes, I love Justin. He's like my favorite character. Uh, they take their separate routes back outside. He goes through the attic again, and she goes through the basement. When they're outside, Mrs. Frisbee warns Justin about the exterminator. She tried to warn him sooner, but he's like, let's just focus on yeah. this crisis now, and you can tell me later. So they go to the garden where the rats have they've dug a new hole for the home, but the lady shrew is holding up the show, and I wrote good for her. <laughs> Cause she's uh, like,
0: why are you touching have that you, house? That's not your house. Have you seen uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt? Yeah, I watched the show. So she's like, she's like a Carol Kane's character when she like handcuffs herself to the bulldozers. <laughs> <laughs> so she's just the one crazy old lady.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I would be like, what are you? Did she tell you to do that? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, she told us. Like, why isn't she here? Yeah. Like, why are you doing that? <laughs> so, so you can talk to your neighbor. She seems to think we're stealing your cinder block. She bit Arthur in the leg. <laughs> so that's why I love the shrew. My favorite character is Jessica, but my second favorite's the shrew. Like, totally. I wish she had a name. Mrs. Frisbee, like, comes over, reassures her that everything's okay. It takes a while. And then, um, work continues. And the rats use, like, a pulley system to, like, get the, the thing up. And then the rollers to, like, move the cinder block house into place. And they, um, cover it up again and then fill the old hole so the farmer isn't gonna be like who's been digging in my garden and then they dig her a new entrance tunnel and whew crisis averted as i wrote in my note i was just like wow that was quick so chapter 26 at the meeting next morning um they're all sleeping in their new safe home and brutus stops by just yells like "Mrs. frisbee Come on like I'd be like, Egh. but it's not like she has a doorbell by I'm I'm
0: pictur I'm picturing Sylvester Solona. <laughs> Mrs. Fritz Vicky, come out. Fridby. Fridby. Adrian I want something to say. <laughs> come on, <outside. laughs> The rats the, wanna talk to you It's fun business
1: <laughs> So More rats are on guard duty when she shows up, and the meeting room is full. Like, before it was just all, like, the dude rats, but now it's the mothers and the children that are also present for this. And they should be, because um, Nicodemus is questioning Mrs. Frizzy about everything she heard at the dinner table. And uh, they all work out that the dead rats were Jenner and his group, and that the doctor is from Nim, and that it doesn't take long to get from the town to the farm by car.
0: They assume that it was most likely jenner's group they don't
1: well of course who it's seven of them and seven left
0: it's six or seven six and or this seven. is actually relevant for my segment at the end of this okay
1: all right but they think that's the most likely yeah thing that happened and that it was totally accidental like it was dark in the room and someone had left it plugged yeah. in and they're moving the motor to like take it and they all got electrocuted
0: yeah. but can't rats see in the dark pretty all right i think i some light. Yeah.
1: So it's not like they are, like, supernatural. Like, cats can see really well in the light and the dark, but they need some light to be able to.
0: They're a little supernatural.
1: Well, we'll get to that later. (laughs) So they decide to accelerate their plan. Um, They can't move any more food, but they've got, like, I think they said they had, like, 80% of their food there anyway. Or it was enough food for 18 months. Yeah. And uh, they can't destroy the machines, like, the original plan anymore so um they the the machines in the books have to be hidden in a cave and the cave blocked off and then they fill what's left of their their thing with garbage so it just looks like a normal rat's nest you know when these guys come so they don't find like these guys had a radio (laughs) look what the heck (laughs) this is a tiny elevator what 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 is this they they made stained glass windows what i can't even do this (laughs) i it took me six years to work the can opener.
0: <laughs> you, see, you see a tiny little can opener just worrying in the middle of the room. Dang it! They've got
1: everything. <laughs> and they leave behind um, a rear guard of ten rats, so the exterminators will find something. Justin volunteers, and everyone's sad. Well, I'm sad. I don't want Justin to volunteer, yeah. but of course he volunteers. He's Justin. He's
0: he's, he's a, like he's like
1: a... Justin begins with a J, as does Jesus. Is he our Christ figure in this story?
0: He is a god among rats.
1: I think so. And Mrs. Frisbee's bummed out at home, and she decides to tell her kids the nymph story someday. But not today. Is there anything you wanted to add?
0: No, I want to get to the sad part.
1: Okay, so chapter 27, is called The Doctor. So in the morning, Mrs. Frisbee decides she wants a front row seat for this S-show. <laughs> she, uh... S-show. <laughs> I'm trying to watch my language. <laughs> So she climbs a hickory tree to watch what happens with the rats. Okay, so the uh, white truck shows up, and the doctor and his men have Mr. G- Fitzgibbon bulldoze the rose bush where they find a normal's rat- normal rat's nest and uh, a fake exit hole because they have a real exit hole that they're all getting out of, but they make a fake one that the guys are going to think, oh, it's where they come out. Thinking this through. So the doctor has his men start pumping gas into the hole, and Mrs. Frisbee watches seven rats run out, the, just fine, and then like an eighth one stumble out afterward mm-hmm. and collapse. So the seven dash, there's like this morning mist everywhere, so they're at the edge of the woods and they kind of like regroup and then they dash over and then they like leave again and then like different groups run around and uh, Mrs. Frizzy's like, oh they're trying to look like more
0: Yeah. than just seven. That was, I was I like, like ah, oh,
1: they're so smart. <laughs> the seven dash around the mist, try to look like more than they are and get away. And then the men find two dead rats and bag them and their backs... The, the guys have their backs to Mrs. Frisbee the whole time so she can't see who the dead ones are. They, we have no closure here and I hate it so much! So anyway, so the men leave and Mrs. Frisbee goes to the collapsed rat and it's Brutus and Mr. Ages is there and um, Mrs. Frisbee helps him administer an antidote because he'd been struggling with the antidote and holding Brutus up and couldn't but mm-hmm. then Mrs. Frisbee showing up it's like, okay, great, you hold him and I can <laughs> pour this down his throat. So Brutus revives... And he says that he smelled the gas and he tripped over, he, you know, he'd run to warn anybody and he tripped over a rat who'd already fallen. And then, but someone pulled him out and then, um, he didn't get a good look at who, he didn't get a look at who it was. But the person went back for the fallen rat and he never got out again. And I'm almost starting to cry because I'm just like, you know, it's Justin. Yeah. He's the only one who would have done that. Yeah. It wasn't Arthur. Give me a break. He's getting his leg bit by a shrew lady. And he's like efficient he's not like a hero and i wrote s this is depressing (laughs) you don't want me editing my language
0: it's i mean it's entertaining to say the least
1: oh it says like whoever he was mrs frisbee he never came out he died in there whoever he was mr ages he was brave man yes justin come on now he'll never marry isabella he was never going to anyway yeah i was gonna say he's too good for her i know right why don't I not like her so much? <laughs> That's not even fair. Anyway. You think
0: he would marry a uh, mom junior?
1: Uh, I don't know how that would work. I don't think they'd be able to make babies. They're too genetically different. They may be one of those, you know, couples
0: that doesn't feel the need to have kids.
1: I feel like these guys have the need to have kids. They went from 20 of them to 115. <laughs> fair <So>. enough. <laughs> anyway, now we're in the epilogue territory. Mrs. Frisbee's family stays in the garden for the plowing, but they're safe. And the front door is hidden so well that when the Fitzgibbons are all planting, they don't notice it. <laughs> Even Billy <laughs> was remarked on. That's what I found amusing. Well, the kid who like, who's like you, who notices every little thing. Like, look, there's an entrance to here. Let's get him. Come here. That's the mouse that I had in my cage. Now I'm sad
0: there's some grass
1: <laughs> so uh may rolls around and the frisbees move to their summer home and their neighbor mouse janice i don't know why i find that so funny it just was funny her name's janice it just sounds like a mom's friend name <laughs> <laughs> mrs frisbee doesn't have a first name no and the, mi- the mice have she's mrs
0: jonathan frisbee
1: the mice have surnames but none of the rats do what does that mean I blow your mind? Dude, I, I
0: didn't... Yeah! Yeah, you did! <laughs> oh, my goodness.
1: She doesn't even say, like... they like, oh, hi, Janice. Hi, Mrs. Yeah. Frisbee. It's Mrs. Like, Frisbee why and you Mr. Even...
0: Ages. But then... Justin, All Jenner, the rats are fr-
1: Arthur. What the heck?
0: Yeah. It's
1: weird. Anyway, Janice, like, greets her and is like... You were so late getting here, and she thought something had happened. But um, and this is, but um, Mrs. Frisbee doesn't say anything about the rats. She just says like, "Oh, you know, we we were like our our house is near a rock, yeah. and we we missed it. We missed the plowing, so we're safe." However, uh, one night she does sit her kids down, and she tells them all about Nim. And it's a shock to the kids, except Timothy, who'd already worked it out <laughs> that his dad. He's so Mr. precocious. A- yes, he'd worked out that his dad, Mr. Ages, had known the rats. And um, Martin vows to one day visit Thorn Valley to find out if Justin was the hero who died. And Mrs. Frisbee says they, they don't need to make plans right now and has the kids go to bed. The end.
0: <laughs> All right. Did you like this book?
1: I'd give it three stars. Out of? Five.
0: Okay. So, like, fine. You it, it wasn't a waste of your time.
1: It wasn't a waste of my time. It was fine. I just... Oh, I have additional notes. Crap. Yeah, I was going to kind of compare this to the film, which we kind of... Talked about. We kind of talked about this where like nothing supernatural happens in this. uh, I guess other than the magicalness of like animals being able to talk, but um, that's kind of it really. Yeah,
0: and that's a standard thing in um, kids' literature.
1: But the film has a lot of the same stuff. It's more like the second half is completely. It just kind of goes off the rail. They change a lot of things.
0: I don't remember it. Hardly so, uh, at
1: all. So, Secret of Nim, 1982. It's a Don Bluth film after he'd left Disney, I think. Uh, they was, changed.
0: This was before Land Before Time, right? And
1: Yeah. Yeah, Land Before Time came out a little Did he do American Tail as well? I feel like he did. Okay. Yeah. And Rock was the he... Doodle.
0: I don't know that one. <laughs> was he just on, like, a, a mouse craze for a while?
1: I don't know, man. Um this film had been shopped around to other places, but Disney was like, we just had like the rescuers
0: and oh, all this yeah. stuff.
1: We're not doing another mouse story. We're not like, we the have Mickey Mouse. The rescuers of Nim. The Res- right. So, um, they changed the name to Mrs. Brisby because of the frisbee toy. And in it, um, Nicodemus is like a wizard and he gives Mrs. Uh, Brisby an amulet that's supposed to like give her like super strength or whatever. When she shows courage. And uh Jenner is a complete villain in it, like totally is on an enormous scale, and he kills Nicodemus.
0: So he's actually like He's in actually the story. villainous.
1: Yeah, he's in yeah, he's just mentioned in this story. He actually appears in the film and kills Nicodemus. And there's and the, describe the part where the rats are moving Mrs. Frisbee's house, which in the book it's kind of done in a page, like they finish yeah. it, but it that's like the dramatic climax of the movie, is they're trying to move the house, and that's when Jenner's like, no, and there's like a showdown fighting Jenner, and then like, I think Justin kills Nicodemus, I don't know, I can't remember. Uh, not, no, 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 I mean I mean, Jenner don't kills you, Nicodemus. Yeah, don't you
0: dare disparage the great name of Justin. Yeah,
1: yeah, and then Justin kills uh, Jenner. Nicodemus is such a wizard name, of course they made him a wizard. Right?
0: Does he have like, <laughs> does he have like a long mouse beard?
1: He has to. I, I feel like he does. And then, um...
0: And instead of... I feel like instead of having, like, an eye patch, he's gonna have, like, the clouded eye. But
1: all this is happening during, like, a thunder and lightning storm. <laughs> they drop the... They drop the, um... The rock. Like, the ropes snap. And they don't get it into the hole properly. And Mrs. Frisbee's... Brisbee, in this film, she, like, runs and she, like... She's picking it up and she's showing courage so, like, the amulet gives her super strength and she's able to move the house into its proper hole. No. Wow. I know it's I, I was reading this and like what the hell but it was it was a very well received movie like people really liked it hmm. and S- Siskel and Ebert gave uh, reviewed it positively and they're like particularly the second half with all this BS happening and I'm like no and like Don Bluth and uh, not, uh, not on Bluth but Dom DeLuise plays the voice of uh, Jeremy he was the reason I turned the film off when I tried to watch this as an adult. I'm like, this guy's so annoying. <laughs> I like turned it off because he like, they like overdid like the comic relief. Yeah. So that's uh, yeah. That was my additional notes on that for the film. There was something you wanted to say.
0: I think I was reading because I I didn't like read into the synopsis of the film or anything, but I think there's a sequel to the film.
1: Yeah, I think there is. It's
0: called Timmy to the Rescue or yes, something like that, yes. which is awful.
1: Oh my god! Doesn't it sound like he should be wearing like a backwards baseball cap? <laughs> And like he's blowing bubble gum And
0: he has a skateboard I feel like it has to have an exclamation point At the end of the title God Um, So yeah I did have two little things One was that The origin of the story For uh, Robert C. O'Brien Was reading about Dr. John Calhoun's studies of rats Mm -hmm. And I just thought there were A couple of interesting parallels Uh, The the studies which were conducted over like decades um, Found that uh, Colonies would They would basically Even when they had the capacity in an area for, like, 1,500 rats, they would self-limit themselves to about 150 to 200 in order to have a properly stabilized group. And, like, once they had filled all of the social roles necessary, they pretty much stopped, like, expanding. And they would, uh, instead of being a, like, a colony of 150 rats, it would actually be a bunch of smaller groups that made up the colony, Um, So you'd have like different divisions and stuff. So when the social roles are filled and it it starts to, it kind of caps itself. Eventually that could lead to a social breakdown where they start kind of losing the momentum of of everything they kind of worked for and started to revert back. And I thought that was interesting. You know, when Jenner leaves, that's the the breakdown of the group was sort of represented through that a little bit. But the other thing was when I first read this... Like ten years ago, I went and I found the other two books that his daughter wrote after he died because he died like two years after writing this.
1: Yeah, um, he had like glaucoma or something. Yeah. Because he? he was a uh, like didn't he write for like a newspaper or something and then he like wrote this for funsies. Yeah, maybe. And then I think he died.
0: Yeah, um, but then like it,
1: it felt like he was setting up sequels. Yeah. Like in the end.
0: Yeah, but then like ten years later, his daughter went she and wrote. First, she wrote uh, Raxo and the Rats of Nim. And then she wrote R.T. Margaret and the of Rax- Nim. And, and Raxo is actually, so it's Oscar backwards. That was his birth oh. name. And it turns out that he's actually related to Jenner, who survived. Oh.
1: That group
0: was a totally random group of rats. She does a lot of dumb cop-outs in order to yeah, preserve characters. Right. Um, but basically, it was just some random group of rats. And Jenner's group had just decided to stay away from nicodemus's group for the whole time and so he had like had his own family and stuff and then and then oscar who became raxo and like didn't know who his father was and then he visits nam and stuff uh turns out justin survives okay which is like i don't want him to be dead but there's not a good reason for him not to yeah because who was the hero then? yeah exactly
1: clearly it was justin yeah
0: and then one of the kids visits uh like like it was said in there except it's timothy not the it one who explicitly been, said that I'm he was going. going to.
1: And he's the strongest and biggest. Yeah. Like Timothy's sickly. Yeah. He sh- couldn't make a trip like yeah.
0: that. Which is dumb. Yeah. Um,
1: I'm sorry, child of O'Brien, <laughs> but I don't dig and this.
0: And then RT, Margaret, and the Rats of Nim. RT and Margaret are human kids who are, like, lost on a camping trip or something, and the Rats of Nim like, find them and take care of them, and then the, like, rangers or something come to find the kids, and and they end up getting into the valley. And they find that the rats have, like, they the rats have left their valley and, like, found a new place to, like, settle uh-huh. down. So, like, they, they still manage to lose their home after just a few years. I like, hate
1: that. Yeah. like she. Especially since they specifically picked that area because man, man can't get there. It's
0: like this set up a lot of places that it could go, and then his daughter took it in all the wrong directions.
1: Right. I mean, sorry if you're listening to this. No. Hey, if you
0: want to come on the show... <laughs>
1: defend your artistic choices. contact
0: us at hfkpodcast podcast at gmail.com
1: we should set up an email yeah
0: i'll just like just insert a really bad overdub right there <laughs> <laughs> um that's that's mrs frisbee and the rats of Nim.
1: that's the show
0: <laughs> that's that's it
1: tune in next week when
0: we tune tune in whenever we because i don't know if we can managed to do this weekly no i'm sorry like, like bi-weekly or monthly i i maybe I especially don't with the week- next one that we're going to be doing hello fellow kids is hosted by mara and josh and produced by josh the music was provided by ben ash visit him online at ben ash composer at gmail.com or something I don't know. okay that's gonna be